the Saturday session cricket update. Thanks to Razine for expert paint and colour advice. Indeed, it is time to talk at some cricket affectionately, lovingly known on this show as Swinging Both Ways with Razine. Uh, we have a wonderful guest, Grant. Haley. Oh, amazing guest. Um, he actually graced this island on three occasions, playing for three teams, Auckland Northern Districts and then formatively a Wellington Firebird. Well, he, got part it, of, he got it right eventually. Yeah, part of the Dad's Army, it was called. Uh, probably named by you, Daniel uh, McCarty. As, um, oh, the truth hurts. <laughs> but Brad Hodge, all the way from uh, Melbourne, Australia. Great to have you on the show, Hodgey. Yeah, g'day, Grant. Dan, how's it going? I like this. I like the intro of the show, swinging both ways. So accepting for everyone. That's brilliant. Love it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Including Australian cricketers. Uh, we all know it always yeah. swings after twelve overs, right? <laughs> <laughs> the only nation who can accurately tell us when it's going to swing. Yeah. Well, it depends what. Uh, I guess depends what where they've shopped in the morning. I suppose that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. I, look. Um, but, Grant mentioned that I'd been across and played uh, a couple of times in New Zealand. It was it was actually a really cool experience, and and I guess you were right. I got it right in the end, but it was actually fun learning about you know the competitive nature of the other places as well. So Northern Districts, Auckland, and then and then Wellington. And I must say that I did enjoy my time in Wellington. So they got a good, really cool craft beer experience in Wellington. So I must admit I did enjoy that. Uh, Hodgie, um, I remember that uh, you, Luke Fletcher was in our team then, and I remember Luke yes. relaying the story where you were sitting at uh, Fidel's having a coffee, and you just said, I think I'm just going to fly home today. What? And uh, you ended up flying home. We sort of missed you for four days training. You came back, and then you blazed an 80 for us. And uh, I mean, it was, it was so good, like refreshing to have such a professional there who backed himself that was one thing that was one thing about you that i loved is just how much you backed yourself walking to a ground saying i think i'm going to score 100 today i loved it it was so refreshing well grant as you know mate when you've trained for long enough you you get slightly bored of the competitive nature of trying to hit the ball in the middle of button and you smash your head against the wall trying to work out why some days it works and some days it doesn't but I actually did something similar to that in, in Durham where I flew over in my first county experience um, to replace Martin Love who broke his thumb. And then I broke my thumb in the first uh, first time I went to the nets just bowling some casual little off spinners and this guy hit it back to me. I just went to catch it and broke my thumb. Anyway, um, I was out for four weeks and I then flew my, flew my wife over and said, right, let's go. We're going to Spain and Portugal, and we're having a and Greece. We're having a tour, and it was interesting because the coaching staff and the the physiotherapist and that said, look, oh, surely you're going to stay and support the team and things like that, right? And I said, nope, no shit, no, mate. I'm off to Greece. What can I possibly do here to um, to support your team with a busted hand? So it was one of those moments that. There was no thought process in it at all, um, but yeah, so I walked <laughs> over, jumped over, and believe it or not, I actually ended up carving the castaway um, on a massive boat in the middle of the island of Greece, so I could do this beautiful swan dive off the top of off the top of the um, the mast. And I was actually nervous that because the cast weighed so much, they wouldn't be able to get back up. 
So anyway, you do things when you're young, don't you? That don't add up. But um, yeah, it was a it was a fun time. I thought I thought, what am I going to do here in Wellington for three or four days? And I thought, well, you know, it's, it's training. Do I really want to do it at this stage of my career? Probably not. So let's go on. So that's how it's. Oh, I love it. Love it, Hodgy. Uh, now, yeah. listen, when, when I look at the, the list of teams you play for, which was uh, a better team back in the day, the Barishal Burners or the Wellington Firebirds? <laughs> the Barishal Burners. Well, they're actually, I'd probably say that they're actually uh, more successful because we, we made the final when I first played there. And I can't remember, I don't think the Wellington Firebirds made the final. So. Um, one of the most curious, I'm not sure if you've heard this story, Dan, and I, yeah. one of the most curious things I've ever seen on a cricket field, right? So I'm actually batting with Grant in the Cape Tin at Wellington, and yeah. I'm not even sure who we're playing against, right? And this, and Grant was at the time where he's developed himself into this high-grade finisher, and he's smacking it everywhere. Anyway, they set this field, which was just predominantly offside, right? So there was two guys out on the onside, and the rest of them were out on the offside. So we know wide hole, wide hole, yeah, wide hole. So Grant's got a strong onside game. So anyway, he goes. They were bowling that wide, right? That no one could hit it. And anyway, the umpire wouldn't even call it wide. I don't even know why. He was probably that old he couldn't see down the twenty-two yards. But Grant (laughs) went stood. This is no shit of a lie. Grant went and stood off the pitch on the offside. And whoever the bowler was, this... this Andrew Ellis. Andy Ellis. Oh, sorry, Andrew. Actually bowled the ball wider (laughs) off the pitch. Like, if he just had bowled it straight at the stumps, Grant couldn't even reach it with a golf club, let alone a cricket bat. And I just stood there and I've just gone, this is the most bizarre thing. So he's off the pitch. <laughs> the guy bowls it wider than him off the pitch and gets called a white. And I'm just like, oh, this is bizarre. So there was, we, it was, it was quite funny because it was one of their moments where you just go on, this, this, this can't happen. He's shitness, isn't he, this guy? Um, anyway, <laughs> it happened and I saw it with my own eyes. <laughs> I love that story. Did you back left-handed too? Oh, so yeah, so they had a, the 6-3. Hodgie's right. It was 6-3 offside. And I stood left-handed at one stage because I said, well, you're not allowed to have six people on the leg side. So then he had to change his field. He changed his field. And then I turned around again right-handed. So I was just at the stage of my career where probably like Hodgia, you know, I was quite keen to just go on holiday and jump off a mask somewhere. And yeah, just having a bit of fun. But that's what it's about, eh, Dodge? And I think I got that from you, yeah. to be honest. I mean, you know, a breath of fresh air coming into the environment and just helping uh, – us, uh, us try and uh, become better players and better people. We had we had a lot of fun. Hodgie, no, looking at this Australian really team. What's oh, that sorry, mate? carry on, Hodgie. No, please go on. You were carry going to on. say something. No, no, it was just uh, it was actually a really cool moment for I reckon for Australia. There was a couple of times when the Australian players could exit Big Bash and come and play. Um, I actually played a game with David Warner uh, in New Zealand. Uh, I think it was for Wellington. Um, and no, that was ND. Oh, ND, that's right. Anyway, yeah. you know, Davey's a bit of a high flyer. Anyway, the game that he... We've got too much culture in Wellington for, for, for Davey. Too much culture in no, Wellington. No, well, this is the thing, right? So the game that he was able to play was scheduled in, 
I think it was Wanganui. Is that the way? Is that it? South mm-hmm. yep. South Island. Anyway, yep. can you. You couldn't believe it, could you, that Davies, this high-flying dude from Sydney, you know, strutting around town, all of a sudden he's got to jump on this plane, get across to Auckland, then fly down to Otago, then get a bus three hours up the road (laughs) to to Wanganui. And, you know, we dust him off in in not, it wasn't too difficult. And then, uh, you know, Davies hungry and he couldn't, and there was nothing. There was nothing open after the game. We couldn't get any food. So anyway, it was quite funny because all the team was giving Davy shit that you know. I bet you this doesn't happen in Sydney and blah blah blah. So it was, it was, it was fun times. Um, yeah, good fun times. Uh, I remember myself and David Hussey went and played for Auckland. So similar, similar fun experiences. And I reckon that really opened the door for you know New Zealand's best players to then come and play in the Big Bash. And it actually happened. Yeah. So it was, yeah. it was really good, really good. Yeah, it's nice of you to uh, loan us back Trent Bolt for the upcoming one-day series uh, against England. Uh, very, 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 very nice. Hey, it's, it's, <laughs> He's I'd a like, trench like just your... marching on his own beat. Magnificent. <laughs> Isn't he just? Isn't he just? I've got to ask about this current Australian side. World Test champions, you've retained the Ashes in a gripping series. You're not going to tell me you're going to get the Holy Trinity. You're not going to win the World Cup again, uh, this time in India. How well placed are the Aussies? Because we can now look ahead to this tournament, which is, you know, it's, it's fast approaching. It's just around the corner. Yeah, it is. Um, look, probably would have liked to win that series, wasn't it? But it was, uh, it was an enthralling series. And, and everyone that loves Test cricket, I'm sure, kept an eye on it. And it was, it was bloody good to watch. Good cricket, hard cricket, um, interesting tactics, and some controversies as well. So... All in all, it was a it was a package that you walk out of England and go, and go how good's that? Um, what do we look like for the uh, the World Cup? Like any World Cup, mate, the uh, the Aussies are always there. Um, they're a yeah. hard side to beat. I think uh, I think you know the the omission of um, Manus, although it's a really tough call. I think it's going to play well down the track to be able to compete with the likes of India. Uh, New Zealand and, and India, these sides that can score, you know, 350 and above, um, you know, that's, that's sort of where the benchmark's at. So you've got to have a lineup that's capable of doing that, and I think Australia have actually got it. Um, like the inclusion of uh, Tanvir Sanger in for the uh, South African series to have a look there and support Adam Zampa. So that's, that's yeah, I think it's shaping up pretty well. Hey, Hodgie, I need to... Um... I need to ask you a question um, about your career, whether it's an urban legend or not. I mean, you only played six tests, right? And everyone acknowledges, yeah. I mean, if you'd played for any of... It would have played 400 for us. Yeah, if you were born in any other country, you would have <laughs> definitely played over 50 tests. But when you scored your double hundred, is it true yeah. that you walked into the change room with Langer, Hayden, Ponting, Hussey, Simons, Gilchrist? I mean, it's amazing Jesus, what, team, what team... I mean, what a team. Um, Good team, and yeah. You, yeah, you walked in and you scored your double and you put your bat down and you went, that's how you do it, boys. <laughs> I can't lay claim to that, actually, Grant. I, <laughs> but you know what? Keep the ur- urban legend going because <laughs> I didn't get to play much after that. And if there's any, any cool stories that can be attached to make the legend a bit better, then I'm happy with that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's, uh, I, I look. I don't think I, I can't recall too much what happened. We 
it was a quick turnaround and um yeah like like anything when you have uh when you perform really well on the stage you don't really get an opportunity to reflect on it straight away it, it's yeah. it's something that yeah. you only reflect on later um and you know what if i did that um I probably could have said it to a couple of people because I don't reckon they'd made 200 at that stage. So um, I, know <laughs> I couldn't really have said it. To, I couldn't really have said it to Langer because he'd made 250. Hados had made 380. Ponting had made <laughs> 200. So I probably can't lay claim to that. No. <laughs> Brilliant. Dodge. There's one other thing that I I think is fascinating about your career. I remember speaking to you about it and. Um, you played, uh, am I right in saying, representative international baseball, which at the conception of T20, that would have put you so well placed in terms of transferring your game um, from cricket into that baseball type T20 hitting because you were a phenomenal striker and you were at the forefront of that T20 game when it, when it started at conception IPL. Is that true? Is my memory correct? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't international level. It was sort of like a state-based level, um, and then the next stage was to play for your country. Um, and I was. I always played baseball to I think around probably about seventeen or seventeen years of age. So I played a lot yeah. of junior baseball, and it actually was hundred percent helped me with cricket. Um, always a good natural striker, the ball, and and T twenty. It looked. Similar to you, Grant, it actually, it just enabled us to actually walk away from a career which probably didn't stack up to where we wanted it to, to walk away and go, you know what, I'm fulfilled. That was a really cool experience and, and I was able to contribute somewhere else. The baseball thing, absolutely. I, I think it was something which I enabled me to adapt pretty clearly where, yeah. you know, you just like, like baseball, you're waiting for a pitch somewhere in a spot and you try and park it into the, out of the stadium, and that's what what T Twenty cricket's basically become. And you know, this, the bat plane, the swing plane that all these young players have nowadays is more modelled on baseball than it is cricket. So, you know, a lot of our good players who are good at cricket, Alan Border, um, Ian Chappell, played a lot of baseball before cricket, and it certainly does help. I think it's. I don't know what it's like in New Zealand, but in Australia here, there's a lot of junior programs that try and steer you away from multiple sports, particularly if you get acknowledged as a yeah. talent. I think it's the opposite, mate. I think you should play as many sports as you can and develop yeah, in different areas for as long as you can and then go out there on the park and do it. It's, just, uh, it's one of them coaching things where people like to lay claims to the likes of me and you, Grant. And, um, but you know, it's, if you're good enough, you'll get there anyway, but baseball, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool sport and, and something that I'm look, I know that Australia have, and I'm, I'm pretty sure New Zealand have, have called upon particularly fielding aspects of baseball, but also the hitting now, I reckon for sure. So anyway, there's nothing quite like a slog to the onside and shank one over. The <laughs> it, is it? <laughs> wow, you, yeah. well, you did it better than most, well, Todgy. That's how you've that's, that's how you got thirty four thousand eight hundred seventy five runs. 
across all, all, all forms of the game. All on the like, yeah. dirty heaves to the other side. <laughs> magnificent well, stuff. Well, it's, it's good, isn't it? Like, that's the thing. Australia, I think I think back, and I reckon I've been dodged of about 10,000 runs because of the size <laughs> of the boundaries. But, you know, if you had a play to in, uh, in New Zealand or England or India for most of your life, you'd be on fire. No wonder these days. They hit it 25 metres and it's a six these days. Uh, hey, you're talking about our national stadium there. <laughs> come on, yeah. come on, don't be so disparaging Mate, of Eden Park. No, no, I love it. It just needs that. All of them need some heating. Yeah. I must admit. When we played there, it was sort of, oh, it was sort of early October, I reckon. Um, geez, it was cold. <laughs> but you know, I live in Melbourne, so um, I can't quite say anything about it. But I remember, Brilliant. yeah, just not not wanting to catch a ball at all. I think that's why I didn't want to practice at all, uh, Grant, is that I was just nervous that I'd get uh, broken digit or something like that. Just wasn't used to it. But not great. Um, actually, who's uh, Lockie? Who's Lachlan? Um, his name's just slipped my mind. Played for Auckland. Ferguson. Played for New Zealand. Lockie, Lockie, Ferguson. Lockie Ferguson. So when I, when I first went to Auckland and rolled up in the nets to have a hit, and I, I must have been 58, and he just ran <laughs> in... <laughs> he ran in, and I just was hoping for a casual hit. He ran in and bumped me, I reckon, for 12 minutes of my net. And I'm like, shit, am I meant to play with this dude tomorrow? Because I reckon I've got the sense that he hates my guts. So, you know. And he's fast, right? He was bowling 150 at that stage, and he's still bowling 150. But, yeah, that that's the thing. Uh, and there was another one as well when I was batting for... ND, I reckon, or against ND. Or, no, he was playing for ND, and it was Scott Scott Kugelon, and um, he just he just he wanted to kill me as well. So it was it was it was a really fun experience, <laughs> mate. That's that's the heat of rivalry between Australia and New Zealand. There's, there's a lot of passion there and a lot of love, but it's a competitive nature as well. It was really it was a great fun time to play. Well, Hodgie, you definitely uh, contributed to a number of players here, and. You're an absolute legend of the game and legend bloke, and I think that that's the most important thing. And yeah. um, you know, you came here, you made friends, and uh, you're always welcome back to the craft beer country of of Wellington yeah. to come and have a beer with us here. Because um, yeah, we loved having you, and and loved having you on the show today. Thanks so much for your time, buddy. Grant Dan, thanks a lot. Our pleasure. Uh, Brad Hodge joining us uh, on the program. Wonderful storyteller, isn't he? Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Utterly uh, riveting. I could have just kept going. Yeah. Kept going. I've, got, I've got visions of him just lying in bed, just, just telling yarns. But you just can telling ma- yarns. Yeah, imagine Brilliant how many stuff. stories he's got. I mean, he's travelled the world, literally. Coach, player, you know, he's played with the best in the world. I mean, I rallied off that team that he played with when he scored his double hundred. Listen to this batting order. Langer. Hayden, Ponting, Hodge, Hussey, Simons, Gilchrist, Lee, Warren, Bracken. McGrath. McGrath. Yeah. That's incredible. That's pretty filthy side, isn't it? Uh, he's taken up all our time and swinging both ways, though. That's all right. We I, can think re- that, I, th- I think that's fine. I think that's absolutely it. fine. We'll get Grant Sorts on the New Zealand one-day team uh, at the top of the hour at 12. Uh, cricket fans, I know you're really curious to hear Grant's uh, breakdown of it, so we'll get to that at 12 o'clock. Uh, swinging both ways. Uh, with Rosine. Um time to paint to get a quality finish with Rosine Paints, decorating Kiwi homes since 1946. I hope you enjoyed our chat with Brad Hodge. We certainly did. Back after this break. We'll t-